God! It's about to get real! Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Together, we will make America great again. Skater. 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 Hell now, man. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. I am your co-host, the Mountain Man, and with me as always, the host with the most, the sexiest motherfucker with a beard ever, Bushy, how you doing? I- I'm, I'm fucked up because I was ready to start. And as soon as I said, huh, <laughs> sounded like I was hawking a fucking loogie. Well, <laughs> I've never done it that much before. I spring it on you sometimes, and I thought, what the fuck? Why yeah. not? Yeah, well, it went good this time. Hey, <laughs> I'm doing okay. How you doing? <laughs> I cannot complain at all. Exciting week. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Very exciting week. It has been. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Now I'm going to pass it back over to you. Uh, okay, well, fine. Well, then how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, let's see here. My week. Worked short this week. Hadn't been too awful mad. Uh, run around, getting everything ready, helping brother from another mother over here get th- certain things situated to, to get some balls rolling in the right direction for him, which I'll let you explain on that aspect, what you... Went and done the past. That, that means he wants my balls on his chin. No. That's, he, where, that's where they're rolling. No. Bounce, uh, bounce, bounce. That's just what he wishes they were rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's whatever. the sound. No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but for me, it's actually been a really nice week. We haven't had no arguing, no complaining that much. We've had a little bit of sickness in the home, of course. Jesse feeling bad. Little mountain lady, DJ, being a little under the weather, whiny because of his teeth and Muller's coming in. He's almost got every damn one of his teeth in. Nice. When we took him to the dentist, which was after our last show. Right. The uh, dentist there actually said she could not believe how many teeth he actually already had for him being only two and a half years old. Right. Close to it. So she was kind of shocked. Basically, he's got one more back... Very back molar to go. Other than that, bar none, been good, good work at work. Uh, everything's been going smooth. But let's go ahead and get into you because I know you got some exciting news and stuff. I know you brought it up once before, but we hadn't got to hear how well it's went since you oh, started. So, okay. how's your week been, like, brother? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, I got back to work finally. Yes. Did my first official. Most of a week. I didn't work Sunday because last weekend was their uh, was their work weekend, I think. Yes. Yeah. So I worked Wednesday, Thursday. Um, 
I've not done 12 hour shifts in a while. Right. And I haven't done overnights in a long while. Right. That's whooped my ass, I ain't gonna lie. Um, I also forgot how factory works standing on a fucking floor that's concrete all night. Right. Or day. Can whoop your ass. So, but she's got back pain again and a sciatic pinch nerve and whatever. I went and bought some fucking inserts for my goddamn shoes because my heels hurt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the uh, <coughs> job's great. I work in receiving. So all I'm doing is just taking shit in off the truck. Now, I can't drive the forklifts yet because I'm new here. Doesn't matter. I got four or five years of fucking forklift experience with no accidents. I'm technically a uh, temporary worker. Right. Because you have to go through that process, which is fine. I had to do that at Jane. Right. You know, so no biggie. But no, it's gone well. The um, The guys I work with are pretty cool. I mean, the 27-year-old kid I work with actually side-by-side side is a fucking goober. But he's a 27-year-old kid. Now, wait and, a minute. Worse goober than the mountain man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that fucking possible? Yeah, this guy's just fucking... Uh... Now, wait, wait, wait. We actually get to go back to this guy at work segments? Do we actually get that to come back? <laughs> Seriously? A little bit. I mean, I don't know. We both just worked two days, and fucking we both were there and worked the whole shift. I have noticed him doing some bitch shit. Right. You know, like... Knowing that the old guy is running circles around him, he wants to go operate the machine that flips the fucking uh, uh, pallets. Instead of running around in circles, re-wrapping some of these motherfuckers, because he knows who's going to be bent over and get it done faster. Right. Me. I don't like being bent over. It hurts my back. That's why I'm not gay. Are you sure? That's that's the only reason I'm not gay. I don't like being bent over. Yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> not what you said last night. Well, no, it's... Uh... It's a good job. It's a it's a good job. <laughs> I'm digging it. The the pay's good. Um, when you adjust, I was gonna say when you adjust for inflation, when you adjust for uh, cost of living down here and minimum wage down here, I'm making about twenty five cents more an hour here mm-hmm. at an entry level position than I was at, at a uh, as a supervisor in New York. Right now, here's the pimp balls out tits shit about this job. You get hired on. It goes to 18 an hour. Right. Uh, minimum Shvergen, wage. That's fucking awesome. Minimum wage down here is 725 Right. Cost of living. Lady and I were looking for houses in our first couple weeks here just to get a feel. Mm-hmm. You can find a two-bedroom house. House. $550,575. A house. Exactly. A house. Five fifty five seventy five. Right. We were living in a one-bedroom shack apartment. I remember. For like almost 700 Right. You know, so... Works good, works good. Um, I'm looking forward to this week. It's uh, our long week, I guess you'd say. We, we right. both have to work through the weekend. So, now, uh, one question. You you kept, you said mentioned something last night, because we should have been recording, as we said last night, but we wasn't. We was just sitting around just bullshitting. After as long as I kept telling you about the area and that job, and if you got hired on, how good you would be able to excel because of your mentality working in your experience. Was I right or was I wrong? Oh, you're absolutely right. This place is uh, upwardly mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, they're constantly putting people into positions, and they do it. Um, they do it merit based. Right. You know, they go through an interview process, and we all know if Bushy gets an interview, Bushy gets a fucking job. Right. That's just how it is. And I got the resume <laughs> to back it up. Exactly. I mean, when I went to the to the job fair for this job. The guy had an interview sheet you had to put your name on and, and the date. And he was supposed to go through these questions with you. Right. 
Well, I handed him my packet that I had to fill out and I handed him my resume. And as he looked at that is when he said, look, let me talk to you about these 12 hour shifts. <laughs> he didn't even go through an interview process with me. Right. He just said, okay, this is when we're going to have you back down here for the drug test and this orientation. And this is the job I want to present to you. Come, I'll call you Monday. You let me know if that's the one you want, which I had said before. But Baxter does the same thing. They will interview you. You'll have your resume together, which is great. It just means I just keep adding shit to my fucking resume right. as I'm working for the company. You know right. what I mean? And uh, you can bid to other positions, too. I mean, there's a good chance that in six months I'll be on a day shift anyway. Right. Downside, eight hours. You know, sure. So I'd have to work five days a week. Upside, eight hours. Right. <laughs> and it's daytime with the human people. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so not, mailman's not human because I work overnight. And, and like it. Yes, that, that's not human. That's fucking vampire shit. I think I should throw a stake through your heart. And I don't mean a fucking T-bone, bitch. I mean a wooden stake. Damn, I was going to say, if you're <laughs> offering me a stake, give me a porterhouse T-bone with a baked tater loaded with no sour cream and a Caesar salad, motherfucker. I'd sit. I will load your potato. Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> I'll give you a sour cream. <laughs> But no, all in all, it's been a good week. We did have some uh, some tragedy strike back yes. home. Yes. Um, it hasn't affected me much because I don't know the people. It affected me in a way that I feel horrible. Right. I, I feel horrible. Uh, my daughter's friend, um, she spent the night there a lot. Uh, I think the last time, most recently, would have been Halloween. She went over there. and uh, There's videos of her or pictures of her on Facebook of shit that I was posting up of them getting ready and all dolled up to go out trick-or-treating and shit. Valentine's morning, I'd say 1.30 a.m., fire broke out mm -hmm. in their house. And um, that little girl is now alone. Her four sisters and her father all perished in the fire. Um, reading the reports in the Watertown Daily Times, one little girl was found downstairs. The father was found upstairs next to another little girl. Their speculation is that he ran back up to try to get his kids out. Right. So it, it's just it's just horrible, and I've been dealing with Nevaeh with that. She's sitting here now in tears, so it's hard for me to not get emotional while we're talking about it. But I'm talking about it now because at the end of this show, I have a very important message about a very important site that I want to direct everybody to to help this little girl out. Um, she had a brother, and the brother is is still around. Is that what I understood? Still fairly. No. Could have sworn it said that there was a brother, but he was out. No, it was uh, maybe it was a dad's brother. Yeah. Okay, so it was her uncle that was out of the house working. Okay. So she doesn't get there by about time that she leaves till about seven o'clock. In the morning. Okay. So yeah, we just want to send our um, you know thoughts, prayers, well wishes, positive vibes, whatever the fuck right. it is you believe in or shake a dick to. Yep. Send it to this girl because she's going to have a long road to recovery. Um. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I couldn't imagine. And uh, I, I know my daughter's been just wrecked about it. Uh, took her shopping last night to try to get her fucking mind off of it. You know, the, the guys was, the ruse was she needed track sneakers. I knew I needed to get her out of the house. I needed to get out of the house anyway. I've been landlocked to this bitch for two months now. But took her up to Boone. We had a good old time. Took her to the mall, if you want to call it a um, mall. I told the, you it wasn't a mall. I told you it's nine stores, yeah. and they want to classify that as a mall. Yeah, they got like four or five stores, and <laughs> no Foot Locker, no music store. 
Nevaeh was happy they had a Claire's. So I guess that qualifies as a mall because they had a Claire's. We got her cartilage pierced. I introduced her to Krispy Kreme. She had never had a hot out the fryer Krispy Kreme glazed donut. She tried to play it off at first. I was like, eh, I don't know if it's the best donut. Then she's like, oh, 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 that's so fucking good. Right. <laughs> oh, what else? oh, yeah, it's only she used. Yeah. We had that whole drunk conversation. And I still remember it. It was the funny part. We got pretty hammered last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just sitting in bullshit. Nevaeh, my mother, and my wife sat there and laughed at us. Right. Mom woke up and said, do you remember anything from last night? I was like, yeah. She's like, does Bushy. I was like, I don't think so. No. <laughs> She's like, how much do you remember? I said, bits and pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, dude. Yeah. Just sitting around a table, me and you drinking beers, just kind of jawjacking. And with Jessica, nonetheless. Yeah. She was there uh, just hanging out. We didn't have... Uh, Mountain Baby, little DJ with us last night. He was at uh, Jessica's uh, mom and dad's uh, for the night. So we all just kicked back, relaxed, and just had a big old time. Yeah, had a good old time. Had a lot of laughs. True. That's always a plus. If we can remember all of them, though. I'd love to remember half the shit, man. You forget. We should hit record most of the time. <laughs> How the hell are we going to do that? Oh, I've got some little voice recorded. I know, oh, right? It's like, damn. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> Well, I got a good week coming up. The gorgeous, gorgeous fucking Melinda has agreed to go out with me another night. So Wednesday or Thursday, I'm going out with her again. This woman intimidates me. I've dated beautiful women. I've dated average women. This woman is just drop-dead gorgeous. And that southern drawl gets me. It gets me hard. I don't mean like it gets me hard, but it like it gets... Bullshit, it does, too. Don't even lie. <laughs> okay. Nope. Okay, maybe, but still. Maybe hell. <laughs> Beautiful woman. We're going out either Wednesday or Thursday. She couldn't go out tonight. Cause I said, fuck it, let's go out tonight. She has her son. So, this week, go out and have a good time. I hope she don't ask me to eat Mexicans again. That was weird. I thought you Southerners do some weird shit. <laughs> What's so weird about Mexican? <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke between me and her. She said... You know, we were, we were setting up our first date or whatever. So we can go have Mexican. Or we can go eat Mexican. And I said, what the hell kind of country-ass hillbilly shit did I get into? I'm not eating any Mexicans, you fucking savage. You know? <laughs> gotcha. Okay, now I understand. So maybe maybe we'll eat some Italians this time. Who knows? Just take you to Bella's. Who, who's Bella? I never met that bitch. Uh, pretty damn good food. Nice, nice. As long as it's not processed. That place we went to... Uh, it's just shy of Boom. It's across the street from where that McDonald's burnt. Yeah, in Better Elk. Yeah. Yeah, that place was delicious. And mm -hmm. cheap. Two of us ate and both of us yeah. had a couple of beers. 40 bucks. Yeah. Plus tip. Uh, let's see. If you go to Bella's, it is actually New York authentic Italian cooking. So they're from New York? Yes. Okay. Because I got to say, New York has the, has the market on Italians. Yes. <laughs> you know? That's why their pizza is the best in the fucking country. That's that's why everybody says Bella's is the best in every county. Nice. Well, pizza, I'm, calzones. We might have to go check out this place just to get some pizza. My daughter's thumbing me up. But all right. So um, is there anything else we want to talk about real quick? Because we have a cool episode coming up. We do. We might bullshit a little on a couple things last night you wanted me to remind you after the music break, but we'll we'll get in that and just see where it goes. Okay, well, fuck it. Let's hear some music.
Well, all right, I had to grab my fucking notebook. Uh, you heard it's hard out here for a pimp. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sung by DJ, the fictional character from the movie Hustle and Flow. Dear God. <laughs> and then, because the mountain man wanted to, uh, you know, a very smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> we heard Magnolia Boulevard by the Butcher Babies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> had to overcome that. Uh, uh, hard out here for pimp bullshit. I'm sorry. Uh, Yang no, nigga. Oh my god. Did you really just go there? <laughs> Son of a bitch. We are going to hell. Here we go. Hey, it's it's a lyric. I'm going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> if we had a black listener, they are gone. <laughs> oh no. People know me. They know I'm a cool cat. Yeah, they know you. I'm from the south, damn it. You didn't you didn't sing that lyric. No, you? I did not. He was over here singing, you know, with hot out here for a No, pimp. I did not. You're full of <laughs> shit on that one. At least I kept my word and told you I would remind you. I know. I'm No, this is funny cuz I do remember at some point saying that I had to go in and download that album. Yes. I got up this morning knowing damn well I never did it. My phone goes off this afternoon. Ding! You just made a payment to Google Play. I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and I was like, I didn't order shit, you know? Yes, last night I did go ahead and get that Hustle and Flow album. And I wasn't going to mention a damn thing. I was even going to call Nevea and offering her a week's worth of caramel frappes or whatever I had to fucking do not to make that show happen. <laughs> but because me and you were talking, I was like, if I do, if 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 Bushy told me he'd remind me or whatever, he'd 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 honor his word. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this shit's gotta go on the damn show. Yes, yes. You can throw your arms up all you want to, but no offense, you've been an asshole to me this evening. So, oh, you're not hurting, and you're not hearing what you just said. What did he just say? Um, earlier about the Haley thing, I have an excuse. It's not an excuse whenever you don't say what's going on. You have to say, shit's bugging me, just leave me alone. You yeah. wouldn't say nothing. No, it implies that. It don't it imply shit, that. you gotta actually speak! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Good lord. Give me your evidence, I have to not, speak. Not, now I have a 32-year-old guy and a 13-year-old arguing like they're both fucking 10. <laughs> hey, you gotta go. Hey, you gotta go down to their level just to be able to get them to understand you. Sometimes I, I hear you. <laughs> you know, do you know how much I have to dumb myself down for this show, Jesus? <laughs> well, that's because it's stubs. Be real. Oh man. Touche, touche. So we're on episode fifty-eight. Yes. Um, we've done several rambling type episodes: face yes. to face one, face to face two, which oh. we lost; face to face two point oh, which was the one we actually got right. up. Roundtable discussions with Granny C and Mountain Lady. Yep. And also coming up, our two-year anniversary. Really? It is on the way. I want flowers, bitch. <sighs> flowers and a blowjob or the show's over. <laughs> Call your girl. You ain't getting it from me. Like I said last night, if that's the case between me and Jessica, Jessica's shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Worst part is my daughter was there. Don't call social services. I won't tell you where I live. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, it's uh, record review time. Yes. It's been a long time. It, it has been a while. and uh, Well, you weren't here for the last one. Our our, uh, our ex-partner there, Sin, was there. 
And um, I still want to... An album he tried to help on, but we both, even after I listened to it, what the hell was he listening to? Exactly, exactly. I I don't think he gave it much attention. Um, I think he listened to it long enough to get a feel for the song without actually knowing what the the, the music was, you know what I mean? Okay. Which was fine. I still appreciate his help. I I would still like to go and revisit that album with you. Yes. The problem is, is that my review will almost be note for note because I got the notes. Right. (laughs) But this week, we're going way outside the fucking box. Way outside. Because we've never done this. No. Not no. once. Close. Close. but Close with the Creaker review. Yes, but it has not actually been this genre of music. Absolutely not. It's been played on the show. Sure. It's been talked about on the show. Sure. But this is the first genre of this type of music review ever. Right. First time for the plug. Next year, or, next, or this year, when... uh. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is uh, crowdfunding for Rock and Pod Three. Mm-hmm. I think Bushy will pay the hundred bucks to get on to review a country album with them because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are reviewing a country album. Yes, and I know how much Ralph and Ian hate country music, so it would be so much fun to fuck with them. Now, luckily, me and you, we kind of dig some <clears throat> country music. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, it's not our favorite. No. But we do dig some country music. Yes. This guy here that we're reviewing today is... He's, an icon. He, he, yeah, he's an icon. And for me personally, he is neck and neck with Garth Brooks. If I had two artists that I had to listen to country the rest of my life at gunpoint, it'd be Garth Brooks and Hank Williams Jr. I can agree with that. And uh, right now, we're, we're going to review the 1981 Hank Williams Jr. release, The Pressure Is On. Yes. Um... I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go to the notes um, real quick. It, uh, it made it up to number five on the U.S. Billboard Top Country Albums. Right. Number 76 on the U.S. Billboard Top 200. Yep. And it did have a number one and a number two, two. single cool. on the Hot Country Songs and Tracks yes. for Billboard. Yes. And one of the only country albums in that era that actually completed that. Nice. Nice. One of the first ones, yes. Well, Beautiful. Well, let's go ahead and get into the review. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind The interest is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see My woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive I can plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Make our own whiskey and our own smoke too Ain't too many things these old boys can't do We grow good old tomatoes and homemade wine And country boy can survive Country folks can survive 
Country boy can survive. You want that one? You want me to take it? How you want to do it? It does not matter. You're the host. I just interrupted early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this was the second single. Yes. This is the one that only went to number two, which is shocking to me. Uh, released January 1982. I wasn't even an th- afterthought. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't born till 87. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> January 82, I was seven. Um, <laughs> no, I was still six, but I was close. Uh, for me, this is one of the greatest intros in country music. Um, it's definitely the toughest country song ever. And there's a lot of you know country songs that are tough. Right. I mean, that, um, that, that uh, uh, who the fuck is, well, put a boot in your ass song. That motherfucker was uh, a tough uh, song. There he is. You know, after the 9-11 thing. That was a tough song. But this is the con- toughest country song ever, in my opinion. And it's basically stating that uh, country folks can live off-grid and are freedom-loving, God-fearing patriots that will do anything for anyone, but don't fucking cross them. It's an instant classic. I absolutely love this. This this is one of my favorite Hank Williams Jr. songs. What do you mm-hmm. think about a country boy? Uh, absolute most favorite song. 
to be uh, to be honest with you, that song still this day, and you'll find out shortly during the summertime with your windows down, riding through the city of Newland, somebody will be blaring it. I can promise you, somewhere nice. or another. It's one of the songs to go on a back road up here in the mountains, kick back and enjoy the drive. Nice. Uh, but everything you stated, you took the words right out of my mouth. We will do anything to help each other. We do not have to have the city to survive. We don't have to have all this. We can survive exactly the way we are. Know and understand that. But if you cross us, you're going to get hurt. Short, easy, simple, to the point. But if you got our backs, we got your backs. Oh, yeah. I, Which I, you can attest. I, I will call you. I will call bullshit. There's something <clears throat> that I need in this town that we don't have. Now, I'm surviving, but I ain't living. And that's fucking Dunkin' Donuts. That's some bullshit. Well, okay, I'm sorry. You, you thought I was going to say a bar, didn't you? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I thought you were going to say a bar, but no, there's not enough leeway up here in convincing this place up here to have a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I'll kiss your ass the day that happens. That would be a beautiful thing for, for, for the kissing ass part. Yeah, exactly. It ain't going to happen. That's my point. All right, let's move on to track two, the Coalition to Ban Coalition. song in the in the beginning kind of threw me off because it was a little more tempo to rock and roll uh-huh. to my to my aspect so that's what kind of threw me off the first time i actually sat down and fully listened because you you wouldn't think this album is country and rock mixed together to a point but it actually is it absolutely is. In fact, if you look at Wikipedia and you look that album up, it says country, rock and rock roll. Rock and roll, exactly. 
I didn't look that up as just what I'm picked nice. up on it. Um, but uh, for the leeway into it, very, very harmonizing and rock and roll uh, upbeat song. The lyrics, 2 o'clock in the morning at work, listening to it seven times in a row. You're sitting there going, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah, love the beat, but lyrics, it's like, yeah, okay, means this, but could be that. So, threw me off here and there at different times that I've heard it, but either way, a definite classic for a rock and roll song for Hank Williams. Nice, nice. Um, I love this song. I love the rockabilly piano that's in mm -hmm. there. Uh, it's absolutely a cool tune. It's basically an anti-government song. This came out at a time when... Uh, it, let me put it this way. It was sparked by Hank's obvious despising of people trying to ban shit they just flat out don't agree with. You know, they want to ban whiskey. They want to ban cartoons. They want to ban Mike fucking 44. They want to ban guitars. You know, and this was all happening in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. Um, for a lot of people that don't know the A-Team, beloved TV show, mm -hmm. couldn't hit the broad side of a fucking barn. With all those automatic weapons for this crack elite special forces team out of Vietnam. This was why. It was because of this push to get violence off of television in the early 80s. When that came out, they tried to tone it down, even though it was violent as fuck. Right. Um, I think the song still stands true today, especially with what's going on. Uh, in light of, you know, Democrats want to kind of move this country towards a socialist because they don't agree with everything right. that other people think. And you just can't force your will on a country like that. Right. Um, I think it's a great song. I think politically it still stands. Um, definitely a winner for me. Let's go ahead and move into Tennessee Stud. Back about 1825, I left Tennessee very much alive. I never would have made it through the Arkansas mud if I hadn't been riding on Trouble with my sweetheart's paw. One of her brothers was a bad out. 
just want to throw something by you did you know that is a cover yes for it's a song called tennessee stub but i don't remember what the hell the the artist was jimmy i'm actually driftwood. outstanding i was actually going to it yeah jimmy driftwood see i do some notes it's on my cell phone but i do some notes <laughs> um uh tennessee stud even uh rivals johnny cash's if you honestly think about it johnny cash done the song as well Nice. I never heard his version. Yes. Uh, basically rivals that one uh, version, uh, and as a decade later. Right. Whenever all, whenever Johnny Cash done it compared to Hank Williams. But a fantastic song. Uh, definite good beats. Uh, good good message behind, because what more can you say about a Tennessee stud? Right. Short, easy, easy. I'm North Carolina stud. I'm married, got a woman, but I'm still in North Carolina. Don't you give me that crazy look. You know you know the stud is a horse, right? Yes, I know. Okay. I'm just mucking with you, dumbass. You're more like a donkey. <laughs> yes, you're right. I am a jackass. Thank you very much. I'll even toast you on that one. But no, it, it, for, the, for the actual concept of actually speaking about riding around the mountains, understanding uh, livestock, animals, stuff like that, the, the, being on the trail, Definite good song for either version, either Johnny Cash, Jimmy's, or uh, Hank Williams. Outstanding. Any way you look at it. True story. True story. I uh, I love I love it because this is classic Western storytelling. Yes. Um, it, you know, again, it's telling the story about that man and his horse. You know, yep. that he nicknamed Tennessee Stud, and basically their travels through Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, Mexico. Apparently, this is supposed to take place in 1825. And he finally sees the woman of his dreams, blonde-haired on a Tennessee mare. Yep. You know, and it's, it's just classic love song, but it's way upbeat. Yes. It's fast tempo. This is definitely the more upbeat side of the album. Yes. Great, great tune. Great tune. Absolutely love it. Then we're going to move on to uh, the fourth side on, or the first song on this album, uh, Rambling in My Shoes with the late, great boxcar Willie.
is just another fun song. Yes. You know, it is, it's basically t talking about hoboing uh, across the country playing music. And for people that don't know what hoboing is, back in the day, you kind of had to hobo to get places. If you didn't want to stick your thumb out, you would jump on a train. Right. Um, not legally. <laughs> you ain't had no ticket. Exactly. <laughs> well, you jump on the train and you move on out. Um, talks about playing music and it's got some great Dixieland music where a guitar solo would have fit beautifully. Right. That Dixieland was Man. amazing. That yes. absolutely blows me away. It's fun song. I dig it. What do you think? That's that's pretty much all you can say. It's definitely, it keeps you interested, especially with the Dixie aspect in it. It's, like I said, all around fun, fun song, Gary. Nothing, nothing else you can actually say. Hi, Thor. We hear you in the background. I'm sorry. Mountain Man comes in and the fucking dog thinks he's got to get up and be social and shit. And we're going to close outside one of this record with The Pressure Is On.
Oh, man, what do you think of this one? Well, the pressure is on. Uh, it, it was uh, the streak of winners back in the 1970s with Hank Williams Jr. and Friends. Don't know if you knew that or not. No. Yes, it was a song that basically uh, Hank Williams Jr. and all his friends collaborated more than songwriting and nailed it two of his famous songs for the album. Wasn't this one the number one? Nope. No, it is not. Yeah, that one was the one a little bit later. That's right. Never mind. Uh, definitely good beats. Uh, loved the entire version of it. A little bit, yeah, for me, but still. It, it, a good song, but not my absolute favorite. Nice, nice. Um, for me, I absolutely love this tune. Um, even though Hank's basically talking about cheating on his woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that organ in, that, in the foreground, it's not even in the back. It's up there. And the way he just moans those blues, I find it haunting yet beautiful. Agreed. And it's funny because uh, I had sent a YouTube clip of that to my dad. And my dad calls that his song because when he was, <laughs> sorry, dad, when he was dating my current stepmother, he was married to my previous stepmother. <laughs> So he says that song's about me. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. I think it's about time to flip this bitch over. Track mm. one, the first single, September 1981. This is all my rowdy friends have settled down.
Can I throw something out there about this song? Sure, go before, ahead. Before you get started. How funny is it with the song? Because I don't know if you caught this or not, but I've how many of the older generation songs talks about all the other country singers? None. Around and about. The, the new ones don't. Right, but back then. Oh, yeah. George Jones did it with Who's Going to Fill Their Shoes. Exactly. How funny is it? It was uh, basically... Uh, uh, a tale of the aging and settling of the outlaws, in my opinion, the generation from Waylon, Kostarferson, to Willie. But how funny is it David Allen Cole was not even mentioned? Well, David Allen Cole was a little too outlaw. You got to remember, he put out that X-rated album that was full of racism and explicit sex. True. And I think a lot of people kind of separated themselves from him. Because it's like, okay... Johnny Cash and Hank Jr. and Waylon Jennings and Merle Haggard, they were outlaws, but David Allen Coe, holy shit, motherfucker, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought it was hilarious, basically. Because, I mean, in that aspect, David Allen Cole was an outlaw to a point, but I do see what you're saying. He's a real outlaw. Johnny Cash helped him get out of prison. Exactly. (laughs) But still, how funny is it if you think about it? That with that with that aspect and that yeah. term before you take off and run with this, well, I just no, to get your opinion. No, that you're absolutely right. Uh, and both Cephas basically did what those before him had done, and that's talking about the greats before him, even though they were all kind of at the same time. Right. Um, as far as what I think about it, this is a sad song. Right. About how everyone else, you know, had, Hank had been partying with. Right. They've settled down. You know, it talks about Chris Christopherson's become yep. a movie star. He's moved off to L.A. and. You know, it's um, 
it's it's a great side two opener, even though it's not a super upbeat song. Maybe it's like mid-low tempo, because mm-hmm. it's definitely not mid-tempo. Maybe mid-low tempo. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really a sad song about a guy trying to find out where the fuck he's supposed to be. He's talking about trying to get another friend just to go out there and get wild with, because nobody exactly. wants to get wild anymore. Right. That's the part I'm saying. Yeah. David Allen called what mentioned. <laughs> well, because nobody wanted to associate themselves with <laughs> Think about it. Country music gets a because it's always white guys that do it. Who do who who does country have? Charlie Proud and fucking Cowboy Troy. <laughs> There's not a lot of African American country artists out there. <laughs> What's his name from that are known anyway? Uh, who do you in the Bluefish? Oh yeah, well he does it now. So there's three, and I have a guy um on my hard drive. I don't remember his name. He released one album. He had to release it independently. I actually saw him on uh, America's Got Talent. Um, Darius Rucker is the guy I'm talking about. I just Darius Rucker, name. yes. And this guy is Milton Patton, a black guy. He does some good country music, too. I forgot about him. Yep. But yeah, it, it's great. I, I think we pretty much did the review there, huh? Pretty much, pretty yeah. Much I mean, well, how much more do you need? <laughs> For real. All right, well, let's move on to track two, side B. This is I Don't Care If Tomorrow Never Comes with the late, great George Jones. Jones.
right, what do you think of this mountain man? Tear jerker. Absolute tear jerker song, in my opinion. Uh, the lyrics, everything for the full meaning with both of them, especially George Jones. Mm-hmm. How much better can you get with both him and Hank collaborating on it? True story. Uh, for me, it's your typical country ballad. This is everything that people that hate about country music stereotype about country music. Um, it, this is both Cephas and George Jones singing about lost love. That's all it is. It's not a bad song. It's actually not a favorite of mine. But it's not a bad song. Right. Like If I'm listening to the CD, I might skip it. Right. If I'm listening to the record, I won't lift the needle. Right. You know what I mean? Not bad. Not great. Uh, then we move to track three on this side of the record. This is Weatherman.
All right, Weatherman. That opening guitar riff has a Clapton wonder, uh, wonderful tonight Thank feel. Thank you. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the song, but that, I was going to say, was Aaron Clapton on that? What the <laughs> fuck? He was not, but it definitely has that feel. Um, the song itself is a cry for help. Um, it's asking for change, for things to get better. I love the chorus. That part where he says, too many highs and too many lows, lows. too many storms and tornadoes. That's such a powerful line. Um, I kind of get the feeling that his party slash outlaw lifestyle was finally starting to grind on him a little bit. Right. Um, it's This is actually one of my all-time favorite Bo Cifa songs. I love Weatherman. Touche. Touche. I can't say that because I, I just, I'm like you. It's a good song. The meaning to it is very admirable and wanting to get things fixed. I guess it's just the metal head in me. It, it's not full interest to me, but sure. it's it's like you said. I, I, if I, I probably skipped the song, right? but I wouldn't lift the needle. Gotcha. It's, gotcha. it's one of those that... Isn't that a great way to put yes, that? Yes, I mean... Because there's some records I've listened to where I like, I will lift the fucking needle and skip past that yes, bitch because exactly. it sucks. Yes, there's there's songs everywhere like that. But I mean, that's one... And that's one thing about all his songs on any album you just about look at with Hank Williams. Junior. We're talking Junior. about Junior. Yes, Hank, Hank Williams, Williams, sorry. I hate, I, I'm not a Hank fan. I'm, right. a, I'm a Bo Cephas fan. Understandable. Uh, his songs you at least got to listen to at least three or four times to understand the concept, whether you like it or not, because every single one of them still got a decent meaning. Oh, sure. There's always a story. That's the great thing that country music used to be, is there was a story. Exactly. I mean, hell, fucking uh, Ray Charles. That's why he did the country album, because right. he loved the stories in country music. Right. Well, all right, let's move on to track four on this uh, uh, side two of this album. This is Every Time I Hear That Song.
men shouldn't cry but they do right and it's basically a list of things that make Bocephus cry right it's absolutely beautiful um this song in particular is the one that used to put me to sleep right and the I, and I will explain that after we get done with the review of this of right. this album love this song never skip never skip never right. skip what do you think I could 100% agree. I mean, that's that's one thing. I knew we was going to be neck and neck. I didn't realize, I mean, you'd be different on a couple of songs like we have been. Right. But every single thing that basically you're saying, I, I was raised country like you were. So pretty much everything I'm pretty well coming up with or understanding is practically the same thing. Nice. All right, well, then let's move into the final track on side two of this album. This is Ballad of Hank Williams, and this features uh, Don Helms. Don, tell us how it really was when you was working with Daddy. Well, in 1950, I took a little nip along with Mr. Williams on the way to Mississippi. We were stacked eight deep in a pack of limousine when I met this promoter in the town of New Orleans. Well, a man told Daddy he had what it took, and he liked the way it sang, and he liked the way it shook. He said pretty soon he'd make us all rich, and we started believing that. Just 
they call cedar wood. And Hank played nothing but sold out halls, and I was pumping gas in greasy overalls, cause he fired my ass and he fired Jerry River. Fired everybody that the car could go. He fired old Cedric and he fired Sammy Pruitt, and he fired some people that he didn't even know. Hank run through a 50 and he run through a 100 and he run through a 1,000 just as hard as he could go. Man, what do you think of this album closer? Album closer, ballad of Hank Williams. For what I can tell, he was pretty much speaking of his father. Yes. Um, understanding, and I'm like you, I, I was never a fan of Hank Williams. Never, just couldn't get into it. It is too... Too twangy. Yeah, too, way too twangy, way too different. Um... But for the understanding of what his rep- representation of his father, I can dig it. I can dig the song. Nice. It, it's not a definite all-time favorite, but to understand his point of view of seeing what his father done to bring him up into it. Right, right. Pretty pretty, um, pretty understandable and lets you think a little more okay. His dad was twangy because he wanted to be twangy. He well, wanted it was to be the 50s. Different. Exactly. You know? He wanted it to be a little different, but still with a country, country twang to a point. So, no, it's it's a it, for for me, it's a great two man. It's upbeat. It's fast paced. It's the story of Bo Cephas's uh, Bo, Bo dad, mm-hmm. you know Hank Senior, and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Yes, you know Don Helms is uh, on this song because Don Helms worked for Hank Senior, and he also worked for Hank Junior, and. Um, it, I think it's a fun way to close the record. I enjoy the hell out of this tune. The reason I think it's hilarious is because of that chorus. That he fired my ass and he fired Jerry Rivers and he fired everybody just as hard as he could go. Cool. <laughs> yep. How much yeah. more better could you bet it? <laughs> He's talking about he'd run through a 10 and he'd run through a 20 and he'd run through a 1000 on a $100 show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun little tribute to his daddy. Yeah. It's upbeat. And then, you know, you know, come to think of it, you fired my ass too back in 1970. <laughs> Right, because like, you fired me too, damn it. He's like, yeah, well, you know, family tradition and all. Right. <laughs> it's a fun song. It's really funny. Um, I laugh my ass off at it. Uh, that is basically our review. There's one thing I want to throw out there. I accidentally forgot to say on one song. Go ahead. Rambling in my shoes. And you're in, and I know this is a redneck term, but pretty much, and I can't believe I forgot to even say this. To me, the song is tougher than leather and sharper than a buck knife. If you understand what I mean. I do understand what you mean because it, it, that's one of them songs that talks about he's just moving, moving, moving. Moving. Yep. And um, to go back to every time I hear that song, when I said this is the song I always fell asleep to. On uh, Saturday nights, my mom and dad, while we were in Heidelberg, Germany, mm-hmm. they would have another couple over. I think it was Bill and Gina. Couldn't tell you their last names. Right. But they will play Pinochle. We're talking the 80s now. Who the fuck even knows what Pinochle is anymore? It's a, it's a card game. But they would play that all night long, and my dad will play this. I know what Pinochle is. Good. 
cool. I couldn't play it, but right, I can't. I, I, I understand it, but I could not play it. But they would play music all night when you know my dad had the turntable going because that's what he did in the eighties. He didn't have CDs, right? In the early eighties, and um, this was a record that he would play as I was kind of winding down and starting to fall asleep, you know. And by the time every time I hear that song would come on, that was basically the lullaby to put me to sleep. So, anything else to say about this? Good album all the way around. Like I said, if you ain't never listened to it, at least give it a shot one time to understand one of the top tiers of country music time frame for good country music. Yeah, this ain't no if, pop country. No, it is not. This at ain't all. no hip-hop country. If you actually want to listen to a good album that have decent meaning and decent real country and talking about what real country music is, Give it a shot. Absolutely. Well, they, well, they heard it. Right. Well, they heard it on this aspect, but I mean, who knows? Because so, country, James Allen might look at us and say, what in the fuck? James West could suck my dick, and well, he would like it. Well, even Mark. Do you really think Mark? I, we had to shout him both oh, out. Oh, okay. Okay. we got to do Mark. Yeah, Jesus we gotta, Christ. Okay, forget Mark. Okay, Mark, you can fuck my dick, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, some of our listeners, yeah, they might be like, okay, yeah, let's see what country albums like and listen to it. And But they may... I'm saying at least actually give it a real listen. Don't just listen to the aspect of us talking about it in just this little spurts. Yeah. Actually sit back and... Give the record a spin. Right. And fully try to comprehend and understand where he's going with it. It's a great... It's a classic. And it's got tunes that people know. Well, well, everybody knows A Country Boy Can Can Survive. survive. Everybody knows that song. And uh, the... The uh, the, uh, the My Rowdy Friends. friends. So, hell... This, this episode could tank because we're doing a country album. In my opinion, it won't. I, I don't think so because we did The Cure and that got good listens too. <laughs> Shut up. You weren't even here for that. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's hurry up and hit these plugs. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. Hello folks, this is the Rock Sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two. And there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking music genres. Techno and rap and country sucks. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast every week on YouTube, and now on Podbean and iTunes. So yes, folks, I'm available in two different, three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio, and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Thank you, loyal TMS listeners. I just want to say I love Bushy. I love power. I love the big Bushy power on TMS. That menstrual cycle. Uh, no, Mr. President. Cycle starts with a C, not an S. And it's thatmetalstation.com. I don't care. We're going to change the name. We're going to change the C to an S. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. So tune in, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, Sunday nights. We're going to interrupt all programming for the Big Bushy Power Hour, all halftime shows for Dallas Cowboy games. 
will be an hour long in the big bushy right here on thatmenstrualcycle.com. No, no, Mr. President, it's thatmetalstation.com. Whatever. Mountain Man, anything to promote? I'm going to promote... And I know it's not going to be as in-depth as yours. I'm going I don't reverse. care about that. I know, but this is I'm, funny. I'm throwing it out there because normally you're like, motherfucker, I'm not that deep. So yeah. I'm I'm going not that deep this go-around. Good call. Unless you bend over. <laughs> but um, It's still not that deep. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> but, like, I will whip it out now and you show you. fucking take it out, pussy. Don't you be talking shit. <laughs> Two inches! Two inches! I saw it! You lied, <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a band that uh, is coming out with an album that from uh, pre-recordings from a singer that passed away. You listened to a little bit of the song because it was going to go on here, but we couldn't get the track pulled. But I'm going to have to go with a band uh, that has uh, 20 years of uh, a CD that come out, their very first album, which is Static X, Wisconsin Death Trip. This is their 20-year celebration and also memorial for their lead singer, Wayne Static. I've been seeing a little bit of beef and stuff online where they're saying, oh, it's a cash gab, this and that, blah, 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 blah. I've always been supportive because in the music i grown into... Static X was one of the first bands I really got into, and Wisconsin Death Trip, that album, was one of their, if not the best album, they came out with. Now, they've got a new album coming out called Project Regeneration, and all the original members, all, all three original, except for the lead singer, are coming back to do this album with recordings from the singer where he passed away four years ago, uh, on this new CD. They're basically converting his lyrics over into the music that they were originally going to do anyway. Nice, so they're basically doing demos. Correct, but they've got some singer coming in that they haven't even mentioned a name, and they don't want to because they want to do the focus on Wayne, on Wayne Static, the singer himself. I know who the fuck Wayne Static is. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I mentioned it a little while back, and you was like, I don't know that band. No, but... I, no I don't like Static X. I'm not a fan. Oh, okay. That, that's it. But I I remember when he died. Right. You know? Uh, it's like Chris Cornell. I don't care. Well, okay. Understandable. You know? But that was my Christmas present this year, and I didn't know from Jessica. She got me the big uh, box set of everything when their new album comes out. Signed CD. My name in the notes for helping support it. Uh, hoodie, t-shirt, stickers. Nice. Whole nice. nine yards. She got that for me for Christmas. I'm just waiting on it to come out. But if you are a Static X fan or whatever, definitely look into it. Go on their website. or Order just the CD. If you want to, check out their new music. They've got teasers for some of the songs and stuff. And I heard they're doing a re- re-amped version of Push It recorded in 2019. Now, now for the casual listener mm-hmm. which is what i would be which means i would have heard them on fm radio i i tried to grab push it earlier right couldn't grab it i'm gonna have to go and like legally buy it right to get it on here um what would i know because i know i've heard them 
Um, it's just not my thing, but I know I've heard them. Um, Push It was their very first single. That That's one that pretty much everybody knows. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm With Stupid. You've played that on the radio show. Yep. Just, just that song in general. Uh, they done a song, uh, I'm the Only, which was on Queen of the Damned. Wayne Static actually sung with Jonathan Davis and some of them doing that movie. Nice. So okay. Wayne was one of the singers for that that he was doing concert on for that movie. Yeah. And so on and so I mean they've got different movies, different songs. No, I'm the only Dirt House, uh I'm with Stupid, uh Push It, uh all sorts of different ones. And from what I heard from the teasers, this album's gonna be more like their first album. Cool. The the, cool. the the original Static X than what it was being morphed into later. Nice, nice. Well, there you go. All you Static X fans, go get that. Go check it out. Um, I've never given them a try. Maybe I'll fucking go on Spotify later and listen. Listen to the first album and just go from that to see if you want to try the next one or not. Well, first albums are normally the best. Right. Well, it's basically the best way to understand Static X. Evil disco, evil lyrics, evil tracks is yeah. basically the best way to understand them. And heavy riffs. Translation, new metal. Yes, new metal. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's where that 12-year age difference comes yes. into play. Yes. Um, my promote's a little more somber. Yes. I, I, I love yours, by the way, and I'm actually actually I'm actually going to listen to some Static X just so I have an opinion. Because right. right now my opinion is a very biased. I don't like that kind of music opinion. Right. You know what I mean? Well, since you since you almost made me do the Cure, I might make you do a Static X review. I would do it. The only thing is, I actually have to do a fucking Cure review. Oh yes, yes you do. <laughs> All right, my uh my promote, um. It's very, it's very close to me, mm-hmm. even though it's not close to me personally. Uh, I only met this little girl once. Nevaeh was best friends with this little girl up in New York, and we were talking about her earlier, um, Haley Boda. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a GoFundMe out there for her. Um, she lost four sisters and her father on Valentine's Day to a house fire. Um, Skylar was four years old. She would have been five on February 15th. She's one day shy of five years old. Her sister Erin was six. Alexa was eight. Marissa was 14. Aaron Boda, their father, was 38 years old. Um, is real close to Haley. She's constantly talking, texting, messaging her, trying to make sure she's okay. Um... As I said earlier, she spent the night with her a whole bunch. The most recently was Halloween, you know, the end of October. You know, they were trick-or-treating. You see pictures of her I put up on Facebook, the little girl in the background, where Nevaeh is taking a picture saying, this is my makeup so far. That was her friend Haley. There's a GoFundMe to help with funeral costs and basically to help this little girl that lost her entire fucking family. Mm-hmm. She's the only one that got out of the house. Um, I highly recommend you go to GoFundMe. Give anything you can. Uh, that's H-A-I-L-E-Y. Boda is B-O-D-A-H. Now, I know we have said before, you know, go to this GoFundMe, go donate, go do what you can, rock and pot and blah, blah, blah. This is for a family that just lost five members. Yep. Five people dead in a fucking fire. 
Go out there, give. Let's help this little girl at least have a life. Um, there was a beautiful candlelight vigil held up in Watertown uh, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Three, four hundred people showed up. And I know that might not seem like a lot to, to, to some people that are in big cities. Right. This is a city that maybe has 100, 150,000 people in the area. Three, 400 people showed up. Teachers, because you have to realize, in the school systems up there, you had kids that went to Sherman Elementary, Knickerbocker Elementary, Case Middle School, and fucking Watertown High School. Right. You know, so you have multiple schools affected. You have multiple families affected. Uh, my buddy Chris Crabtree, my oldest friend from New York, the first friend I made when I went up there, is related to Aaron. So it's it's definitely affected that community. It's it's super brutal. I, I, I couldn't imagine. It's, it's the most brutal thing I can imagine yeah. of you getting out and nobody else did. And all you were doing was running to the next door neighbor in shorty shorts and a tank top in 15 degree weather barefoot banging on a door trying to get help right it's all watertowndailytimes.com you can read this story nothing i'm saying is false please go donate and help this child i i will tell you a lot of money has been raised already yes they set a goal of ten thousand. at last check it was at seventeen thousand four hundred. but they have to bury five people right that's going to take a good chunk of that money Let's help this little girl out. God knows what's going to happen to her. Um, in future episodes, as we get information, mm-hmm. I will definitely share it. But if you get a chance, go and donate to that GoFundMe and leave them a message. And let them know that the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man sent you. And sign it, Love Nevaeh Atchison. Right. Because Nevaeh... She's such a fan of this family. She's so hurt. She's so not herself. And I don't know how to deal with her not being herself. Because I have no comfort to offer her. Even though I've lost friends in the past. Right. I haven't lost friends this way. This is this is such a... a, a, a it's such an horrific event. Right. You know, so... If you can find it in your heart to donate some money... Go help this little girl out. She's 13 years old. She lost her dad. She lost her four sisters... In a span of 20, 30 minutes. Yep. All right. So now that we got the somber shit out of the way. Right. Mountain Man. Yes, sir. Final thoughts. Same as always. And definitely remember with that GoFundMe, stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter pow meow meow. Mountain Man out. It's a beautiful thing to sit here and just be able to talk and some people listen. Yes. Motherfuckers, buy vinyl. We'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when when suddenly suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.
listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. All music played on The Plug belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or your local record store. Support what you love. Support these artists by seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man, and we'll see you on the next episode.